0: Take heart, my friends. We here at National Preview Online are on it. We are on it in a big way. Hello, everyone. I'm Jamie Dury, and welcome to another National Preview Online podcast. If you'd like to subscribe to the show, you can do so by going to the iTunes App Store and just prescri- uh, subscribing to NP Online, or you can go to the Google Play Store, download the Podbean app. Podbean.com is our hosting service, and you can subscribe that way. It's free either way you go. Okay, this is not going to be a long one today, but it's going to be one of the more important podcasts that we have done. Now, what happened on Tuesday is disturbing to all of us. We understand that. But it should not come as a shock to any of us. We were expecting this sort of chicanery. Uh, and the Democrats have stooped about as low as they can go, and they continue to go lower than we ever thought possible. But take heart. The lawyers are on it. The president is not throwing in the towel, and neither should you. So today's show is about a couple of things. Just a quick few legal updates, and then once we get done with that, I'm going to give you what's going to be the way forward, uh, regardless of which way this goes. So I want you to take heart on that score, okay? All right. So now, let's get up here a little bit. We're going to get up a little bit with our volume, just uptick it a little bit. Okay. A few things. First of all, for those of you who haven't heard, uh, Justice Sam Alito of the U.S. Supreme Court issued an order to Philadelphia, the city uh, city of Philadelphia in Pennsylvania, which uh, they did not... Acknowledge right away. Uh, they're trying to resist it, and that is, poll watchers had to be allowed out in. They had to stop all counting of ballots that were postdated and postmarked late, uh, and the city is not complying with this. And legal experts who have commented on Judge Alito's order suggest that he would not have probably issued such an order if. Not only one that he didn't believe it was something bona fide going on, or two that if the issue hits the full court for determination, that he didn't believe he had support on the court from at least four of the justices. Otherwise, it's an exercise in futility. So that's encouraging. Additionally, Attorney Sidney Powell, who I'm sure you recognize her name, she's the one who defended. Um, former National Security Advisor General Michael Flynn, and it proved the sham against him. And it's only the uh, threat of a new attorney general, uh, should a Biden presidency become a reality, that is making this judge trying to hold on to this case, even though he has no right to do so. Only the Justice Department determines prosecutions, not judges. He's hoping that a new AG will Reinvigorate the prosecution, which is a fool's errand because we know that President Trump will pardon Flynn before he leaves office if he has to. Now, that same attorney, Sidney Powell, has identified 450,000 votes in three key swing states, and that would be Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin, that miraculously have only one vote cast a vote for Biden for the presidency with no other boxes checked. That is incredible. The same way poll watchers in Georgia were told to leave because there was a water main break and then they weren't allowed to come back in and then the counting resumed without them, Uh, this is very, very suspicious. Now, why is this suspicious? Because Democrats typically do better in urban areas. We know this. Uh, this is not unusual. But in this particular election, in every urban area across the country, uh, Joe Biden underperformed what Hillary Clinton did in 2016, uh, and he underperformed what Barack Obama did in his years when he ran for office in two um, thousand. 2000- And eight, and again in 2012. The only urban areas where Joe Biden exceeded the performance of Hillary Clinton uh, and Obama were in the cities of Milwaukee, the cities of Detroit, and Philadelphia. Now, isn't that interesting? The places where all these ballot dumps came uh, in the middle of the night when all of us had gone to sleep from fatigue and you get 135,000 ballots found in Michigan and 65,000 found in Wisconsin for um for Biden in both of those states and all these found ballots, which are not separated, they're just shipped in, all miraculously for one candidate. And at the same time, a 700,000 vote margin for the president, with almost 70% of the vote counted in Pennsylvania, miraculously disappears. This seems to me to be almost prima facie evidence of fraud. And you have this piece of, of refuse. Um, the mayor of Philadelphia saying this is democracy in action. This is contemptible. It's actually beneath contempt. But Sidney Powell and the rest of the president's team are on this. uh, And I I don't want anyone to get disheartened because you hear the news media already acting as this is a fait accompli, that Biden is the president-elect and what he's going to do in his next administration. For those of you with short memories or those of you who are too young to remember, um, go back to the year 2000. If you're too young, go back and look at the history books. If you are older and you were alive then and of a An age where you were cognizant at that time meaning you were above 10 or so search the recesses of your memories and you will find that this same media went about referring to al gore as the president-elect for 30 days but uh, if your memory is like mine we don't recall a president gore and i don't think we're going to have to recall a president biden either but regardless Whether that should happen or that should not happen, there are a few things that we absolutely must do. In this election, ladies and gentlemen, more minorities voted for President Trump than have voted for any Republican candidate in over 60 years, not since the 1960 election have we seen this type of volume. He did better in urban areas. He won more votes in New York than any presidential candidate has won, and he did fantastic in the overwhelmingly Democratic city of New York itself, where his margin of of loss, that's where you measure success in New York, I think was something on the order of 200,000 votes. Uh, Brooklyn went largely red, thanks to the Orthodox Jewish community, and Staten Island was red. So this was not a blue wave by any any means. In fact, it's ludicrous to assume that in light of the red wave which happened with the Republicans gaining seats in the House of Representatives and in the state houses throughout the rest of the 50 states— and the retention of the Senate, uh, it's ludicrous to assume that the man responsible for this red wave is the only candidate who could have lost Donald Trump. So what are we going to do? We have over 70 million people that voted for Donald Trump for president of the United States in this office. That's uh, in this election. That's more than any candidate's ever gotten before, if you, unless you count the fraudulent votes that went for Biden. But he shattered all records. Nobody got 70 million votes and President Trump's votes were legitimate votes. And those people have families, children, people that didn't vote. So we're talking probably over 100 million Americans. That's a great deal of economic power. And so what we have to do, ladies and gentlemen, going forward, is that we must boycott all leftist movements and organizations. Now, it's obvious that you're going to boycott things like Antifa and Black Lives Matter, which we know is not about black lives, but it's just a Marxist organization. But I'm talking about other organizations that you don't readily recognize as radical organizations like the uh, Sierra Group, some of these radical environmental groups who give all their money to Democratic candidates. Any organization, whatever their purpose is, that funnels their money, your money, to Democratic politicians and Democratic movements and causes, you boycott any businesses that finance democratic and leftist organizations you boycott for instance i used to get my razors from dollar shave club a great organization as far as a business goes and then they made the mistake of telling me that they donated a hundred thousand dollars to black lives matter oh my account was canceled i now get my razors from harry's razors they don't donate to black lives matter when I found out that Netflix had given the Obamas a 50 or $60 million contract to come up with new original content, content you know, shows based on politics that would trash conservatives and Republicans, mm, gone was Netflix. Amazon.com, uh, Amazon has donated, um, I think, $10 million to Black Lives Matter. Uh, effective later today, my Amazon Prime account will be canceled. Now, a lot of people say, well, you cut your nose to spite your face. Well, not really. I mean, I don't want to have to cancel it. There are things that I use Amazon Prime for, but I can't bring myself to bring that money uh, to them if this is the way they're going to use it. I'll find other ways. I don't order things that much from Amazon Prime. And whatever TV shows I watch uh, on Amazon Prime, I'll simply buy uh, the CDs for those old shows, and I'll watch them that way, but I'll no longer uh, pay for Amazon Prime. I will eliminate that. And we have to do this for all organizations. Ditto for Twitter. I am folding up all my Twitter accounts and moving over to Parler. Now, I had several Twitter accounts, and there's a little bit of a difficulty with Parler, which I'll assume they will fix because uh, you have to have a different phone number associated with each one, but I'll work that out. Facebook, there doesn't seem to be a counter to it right now, and this is where entrepreneurship will prevail. Through entrepreneurship, we're going to found businesses that are essential to replace existing businesses that conservatives would otherwise be forced to patronize. In other words, if you're a business person like me and you need Facebook for a social media presence, and the alternative is Facebook or nothing, well, we're going to make that other something. And I think entrepreneurs will do this. We are going to divest ourselves. We're going to sever ourselves to the fullest level possible, regardless of how much it hurts, from sending our money to any of these organizations who in turn use it against us. We're going to dry them up. Because... The left has entrenched themselves into these things so they can siphon off money, not only from leftist supporters, but also from uh, conservative supporters in an unwitting fashion. We're going to cut it all out. We're going to cut their supply and let them wither and die on the vine. That's our way forward. Don't forget it. In the meantime, these legal battles rage on. They move on. And a don't know if you heard in the news today that um, Trump uh, has got something to be very, very proud of. Pfizer announced that they've got a vaccine. Their hopes were that it would be at least 70% successful. We now know, or they now have announced, that the vaccine is 90% successful. I want everybody to take note of that because you've got... Sleepy Joe out there announcing that it's not going to be ready for a while. We're going to have a dark winter and God knows what he's planning on doing. God forbid he should ever get into office. But if they do, we don't want anybody ever forgetting that it was Donald Trump and his mobilization of the private sector that caused that vaccine to come into existence and not anything done by any Democrat in this country. The line in the sand has been drawn, ladies and gentlemen. There are no friendly Democrats. There are no moderate Democrats. There is no negotiating with them. They can only be defeated, crushed, and eliminated. And the way we're going to do that is we're going to dry up the money because it isn't welfare recipients that's donating to them. It's people like us that make the money in this country through our hard work, through our entrepreneurship, and our ethics. And we're not going to allow the country to be taken from us. We have the power to do it. Nobody can compel you to patronize a certain business. Although, the government tried with Obamacare, but we're taking care of that too. So keep the faith. Keep strong. Stay tuned to this show. Tell all your friends to subscribe to this show, because we're going to give you information you're not getting anywhere else, and we're going to give you a perspective that you're not getting anywhere else. I can cover a lot of the things that many of the other talk radio shows hosts do in the regular media, but you don't need me to do that. They're already doing that. I need to say things which are not being said by anyone else. And that's what we're going to be doing here. So remember, tell your friends about MP Online, get it in the iTunes App Store or the Google Play Store through the Podbean app, and subscribe to our website, nationalpreviewonline.com, because we are going to be listing in the coming days a, uh, a list, a compilation of all the organizations and things we, we Americans regularly do business with uh, throughout our daily lives and which ones you need to avoid. We're going to have an avoidance list, the so-called anti-Trump list or the blacklist. Once you're blacklisted on National Preview Online, uh, it's my hope that no conservative or patriot will patronize these businesses. So I'll see you all tomorrow, hopefully. Uh, with a little additional information and anytime something comes up that I think you should know about even if I had to do a second podcast during that day to bring it to you I shall for National Preview Online I'm Jamie Dury.